This is Chewie's Road to Enlightenment, and I am with my first guest, which happens to be my daughter, Casey Young. Hello. Hello, Casey. How are you? I'm good. This this is um, a long time in the making. He's been trying to get me on the podcast for a while and wouldn't, wouldn't actually um, have anybody else until I would do it, so had to wait until post one week after graduation but we're yep. here congratulations on that college graduate Thanks recently so mcla go trailblazers Ooh, yeah <laughs> yeah all right so i guess let's start off with uh where you're from so born and raised east hampton massachusetts currently live in pittsfield though so i'm just here on the weekend right now just here on the weekend visiting yep he's kind of upset about it but that's all right We'll get over it. Yep. Or so, I will. Yep. So Western Mass, through and through, went to school in Western Mass. Yep. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, growing up in East Hampton. What do you? Uh, what were your thoughts? Uh, you know, East Hampton's a very interesting place, and East Hampton's currently trending in the news as we speak. World. Um, the world. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's world nationwide. Nationwide. Yeah. It's kind of insane um i i enjoyed living in east hampton i love the city um i didn't go to school here past a certain age because the school sucks oh burn (laughs) just just be really blunt about it um school choiced out but no i really enjoyed my time here i know that there's some mixed opinions on it but i i i like the community i like the people yeah it i mean for the most part, it's it is a very good town, a very family oriented town. Um, a lot of stuff to do, uh, you know, in the community. You yeah, know. and it's everything is just close, so it's like to get anywhere, it doesn't really take a long time. Like because I live in the Berkshires now, and before I lived in Pittsfield, when I was going to school in North Adams, it was like very far from everything. Yeah, kind of the middle of nowhere. The middle of nowhere. So this is. Being in Pittsfield's good. It's closer to things, but East Hampton, it's just like 15 minutes from just about anything. It's awesome. Yeah, it is a nice little little hub. And it's becoming very artsy now. It is, yeah. There's a lot of um, art stuff happening. Um, they do that. I don't remember what it's called, but it happens in June. Cultural chaos. Cultural chaos. Yep. Um, they have... Shout out to Team East. BMX, what up, what up? <laughs> um, yeah, there's like there's a bunch of really cool stuff, and Eastworks is really developing. I really want to go over there because they have those like floating pools, and it's like the pools are like a super high salt density. Yeah, actually, a friend of mine's uh, son is the uh, the owner of that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you know, I really want to go and tr- check that out. Um, yeah, the, I the the um, it's uh, light deprivation and floating in the tank yeah. of salt water. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I um. My sister, your other daughter, Jacqueline. We always talk about going because um. We've been to some of the, like the markets down in Eastworks. Yeah. Um. But honestly, I don't really do a whole lot in East Hampton. Like, there's really good food. There is, which is something I guess we'll talk about now. Um. I really wasn't going to talk about food right away, but we can. Okay. Our love of food. <laughs> uh, I guess. You know, like, what are your, <clears throat> I, you're kind of like me, where you can pretty much make a meal out of anything. Yeah. 
kind of throw something together last minute. Mm-hmm. But um, like, I know you like to cook. Yep. So let's talk about who influenced you in cooking and, and teaching you how to cook. I mean, I feel like you're going to want me to say you. Well, you, I, you don't have to say that, but... <laughs> no, definitely my parents. Um, but we, I feel like we also come from a very, like, food-oriented family, specifically on the young side. Prestigious. Yes. Prestigious line of cooks. Yes. Great-grandmother. Your great-grandmother was the first female chef at University of Massachusetts Amherst in the Worcester Dining Common. Yep, so... Back in the yep. late 60s, early 70s, when she took that, um, the job up there, which is, which was huge. That's yeah. that's like a, that's a big thing, and then my mom was a uh, cook short uh, up at UMass for a short time, and then you know decided to follow my brother and I through Catholic yeah. school. <laughs> oh my God, Catholic Such school lunches! Such a treat. Yep, but we always knew Fridays were good because we'd be getting either cheese and or cheese and pepperoni pizza. And the um, leftovers would come home for the weekend. And, yeah, we were usually good. By Monday, you were sick of uh, pizza. But then by Friday, pizza. by Friday again. By excitement. Friday again, it was, uh, it was everything was back. The there it is. Yep. Yeah, no, I think my grandma really influenced my cooking um, and a lot of my baking because, again, my cousins and I and my sister, like, we all just grew up having stuff from grandma and then she would bring stuff home from after she left like NDIC and stuff and she went to Clark school we would go to the kitchen when we were younger and then she always bakes a bunch of Christmas cookies so I always learned how to make cookies from her Mm -hmm. and then I kind of just observed her when I was younger and then once I was like in middle school I would start making random stuff at home I have very like fond memories of trying to make french fries with TJ but just like not how you're supposed to make a french fries but like i made french fries my mom would used to get marinated steak tips from my dad from a grocery store and tj and i those were good yes those we were good them, we, i would mix them with blue cheese dressing while they were cooking i it's phenomenal very good but just like very random things and then as i got older just continued and now i can cook a lot of different things but i really enjoy baking too yeah Yep, baking's like a whole another art form. It's a whole, it's totally different. Yeah, not like just throwing some stuff in a pot or stir fry and throwing it together or a casserole or something. Yeah, baking's its own thing. And and I I suck at baking because I hate following instructions when I'm cooking. Yep. I like to just shoot from the seat of my pants, you know? Yep, no, I, what's very interesting with baking is a lot of people get mad at me. Because I I will follow directions and I follow measurements, but I don't, like, scrape the flour from the top, like, the measurer. And I'm not, like, always super precise about it. Yeah. And I always forget my recipes. And Jacqueline, in particular, again, always gets mad at me because of that. So my grandma got me a recipe box for Christmas. So now I have, it ri- I have it written down. But cooking's very random. Like, I make a really good homemade mac and cheese, and I have no recipe for it. But I know exactly what goes in yeah, it. Yeah, you kind of know what, what the base of it. Yep. And then what's ever in the fridge kind of... Yeah, yeah, you just add to it. Yeah, you just add to it. That's all. You just keep going. Yeah, but that's... 
baking or cooking's a lot more fun because you can really be super flexible with it and you don't yep. have to always do the same thing and i mean that's kind of one thing though that was a downfall of this household is i feel like we grew up eating a lot of the same thing oh totally it well, was like, that's like but that's like the french polish thing it's like big family repetition everybody's used to eating the same food over yeah. every holiday it's the same food it's never it's ne- you know i think in probably the last 10 years we've got branched out as far as like what we're cooking and stuff oh definitely it was like i one day you i don't remember where you and mom were but i was here and then my brothers were here and i like took some chicken out of the freezer we had some frozen broccoli and then like i cooked some rice up and i made like a chicken broccoli rice bake and i like put cheese on it it was really good i fed like 10 people with it yeah i and, remember that yeah, your it, brothers had their their buddies over yeah and mom was like oh like i've never thought of something like and it's just super easy stuff but it's where we have very it's not as strict now and we've definitely like expanded in what we cook yeah but it very like the same meals yeah it's like cookie cutter it's very cookie cutter. very cookie cutter and that's like in my apartment now. very anglo-saxon <laughs> in my apartment now um it's it's not like that i i kind of cook things based on like what i'm feeling right so like this past week i meal prepped some ground turkey and lentil burrito bowls because i wanted to experiment with lentils oh nice and they're actually lentils are really good but I was, it did hurt my tummy after yeah. a few days. Um, but yeah, that's like something we would never have here. Yeah, and that's awesome though. But I think you get your because because your mother's side of the thing, the Lebanese side, they have some awesome food and lamb and yeah, it just all, it, it wasn't carried over. No, it wasn't. Dawn. No, because your mother absolutely hates I, anything that's not cookie cutter mm-hmm. i hate saying that because she she likes food too but not like us like, no not like us please. we're not she's not going to go to a, a restaurant and uh in order lamb or you know yeah some something something adventurous yeah. seafood because we at, like seafood at my grad party i had spotacopita from costco yeah good stuff like just random stuff but yeah. random so random yeah all right well we touched on a little bit of food, but, uh, so let's, let's talk about, uh, like where, where you are in life, who were your motivators? Like who were your big motivational influences in life? doesn't have to be parents. It doesn't have to be family. It can be the family. It can mm-hmm. be parents. I'm just yep. like, who, who, like when you were growing up and you were looking up to people, who were you looking up to? Yeah. You know, I, I grew up with a lot of influential people in my life and a lot of people that, like, I don't even talk to anymore but had some really big impacts yep. on what I decided to do with my life. Like, my sixth grade math teacher, for instance, like, she took me out of, like, my box and really helped me grow. Okay. Um, one of my bosses from when I was um, an underclassman at MCLA, like, again took me out of my shell and really helped me grow but like aside from that i guess i've just been really lucky to have really supportive parents you're welcome thank Um, you yep i appreciate that and we were always told like you guys can do whatever you want 
Like, yeah, we, like no we, limits. Like, there was no limits to what we wanted. And you guys, if you could, and you almost always did, you always supported us in some type of way, re- like regardless of what it was. And we were never held back from what we wanted to do. And like I witnessed some of my friends, and they were super like regimented. Like their parents were like, "You're going to community college for two years." And then you're going to two years at a four year and then right. you're going to start your job. Mm-hmm. Or it was, you're going to go and study this at school to take over this business. Or there was absolutely no pressure and some people just ended up not doing much, which is totally fine. So I was super grateful and I think it's also just the type of personality that I have that I didn't necessarily need a lot of pressure or motivation Because I had so much and I had such high goals for myself. And I think that's because I was the older sibling and I always, like, was trying to put my best foot forward for my siblings to be able to have something to follow. Yeah, it's funny. Well, you always set the bar high. That's kind of the issue, though. (laughs) Well, your mother's mother's the same. Yep. The same way. Like, anything you guys do, it's uh, it's 110. 20 130 percent and it's usually gangbusters on it and it's not like there's no like soft opening or going into something easy it's like fucking head first yeah hang on look out like this is going on yeah so, and so which I, is awesome because it, that's yeah. you know what any any like getting ahead and i'm not and not even getting ahead in life but just uh you know Staying motivated, you know, and and moving forward and and setting those goals is awesome, and and being able to execute those goals is awesome. Yeah, that you know you're you're very lucky in that aspect where you do do that, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna get this shit done. Yes, like, pull up your boots. Let's yep. let's do it. So let's... one of the, one of those people I was talking about that it, during my sophomore year pushed me to join some clubs and do some other jobs on campus and as soon as I kind of got a taste for that like the past the last two years of my schooling I worked three or four jobs on campus I was a president of my club I was on a couple different committees a couple different lecture series stuff so I was like I was going and a lot of the time I never got recognition for that like from in like an institutional standpoint yeah um you guys were always super supportive and my friends were just absolutely incredible and they still are and it wasn't until the very end of my senior year where people were starting to get pissed for me that they were like you put in so much work into what you do and it's everybody else notices it but sometimes it's like the bigger people just don't care and it's because i don't know i don't know exactly like what the reasoning was for but people could always rely on me and put things on me and I definitely I don't think I got taken advantage of but that is a very common trend within our family where we're just such giving people that if it's the last we like, shirt you we have, like help we like helping people and that's yeah. uh, you know we I, I like I like helping people I like helping family I like helping friends anybody that needs something yep. I you, you, and you know, it, it's it's not a bad thing to, to, to be like no. that. But I understand you get taken advantage of sometimes. Uh, people don't want to, uh, you know, because people like us that always, you know, that are, we're, we're, we're givers. We want to yeah. give. We want to help. You know, we're not, <clears throat> excuse me, greedy or, you know, we, we like to share and, and, and just, we yeah. like, we're it's being a good person. Yeah, and it, I definitely... <laughs> 
a lot of those values came from how I was definitely brought up. And, I mean, like, the career field that I'm in right now, I eventually would like to go to law school, which I feel like we'll touch on later in this with some more aspirations. But right now I'm in, like, a civic engagement field where I'm working on food security for students. And it's, like, not everyone can do that type of job. Um, And I just feel like my upbringing really helped me, like, open my eyes to be, like, you guys have it really good. And even if sometimes we were struggling, we never went without a meal. We never, we always had, like, new shoes. We always had clothes that fit us. Like, we always had things, and it was always above and beyond. But even in times of struggle, like, we always had exactly what we needed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't have that. And so, I think just the way that we were brought up, we want everyone to have those things. And it's, it's sometimes difficult to balance that and to balance, like, the giving nature and to balance being a good human versus realizing you're being taken advantage of, realizing people are using your uh-huh. kindness. So that's something that definitely I've recognized in the past few months, but done, done with college. Which yep. is just awesome. Which is just great. I don't even remember what question we were on, but yeah. Well, it was just motivational influences, yeah. like people in your life, um, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. And that's, I mean, yeah, I mean, just touching down on the family aspect and the, um, you know, being being there for you guys, or you know, always having what you needed, <clears throat> you know, whether whether you saw it or not. What we always struggled. There was always, you know being in the um being a union plumber for almost 20 years and some of those years were bad because mm-hmm. there just wasn't work but we always made sure that everybody you know had what they needed you know yep. like you said you never went without food you know <clears throat> but we were fortunate enough to be around family and you know have people having access to, to, to food, you know, growing in a garden all, all the time, you know, oh, every yeah. year, yeah. you know, fresh, fresh vegetables, you know, that type of thing. And I, and I feel like we're getting back to that more and more now. Um, just the way things yeah. are, you know, in the current world, this crazy fucking whatever's going on. Yeah. We'll eventually get chickens. Yeah. The chicken, the chicken, <laughs> you know, it, it was, I was just talking about the chickens the other day. Um, I think with your mother because you know she has a fresh eggs from her friend from from work um mm-hmm. and I and I was like you know I had 25 chickens you know when I was in 7th grade mm-hmm. that they were the class raised them and then nobody wanted them <laughs> and we had a chicken coop I mean we grew up I grew up on a just my little bit of my backstory I grew up on a um on a family farm mm-hmm. where we would have 150 head of beef cattle, um, you know, up to 3,000 pigs per year would go through our farm. I think at any time there would be 1,500 to maybe 2,000 here. Wow. Um, you know, I think it was just a little under 300 acres. Cool, yeah, because I forget that it went all the way Yeah, it was back. huge. Yeah. It was, you know, and everybody on the farm property, you know, it was all neighbors down the road where, mm-hmm. where we grew up and it was all family, but yeah. you know, that, that the farm, the farming, the hard work ethic comes from that. 
it comes from um i don't know if you can pass down working hard as a as a as a genetic trait definitely not genetic it's not genetic but i think it's values that are instilled upon you um you know through seeing that with the family because you know i watched you know my grandfather and his brothers you know on the farm and they were never going on vacation they were never taking sick days you know i can remember my grandfather throwing his back out and he'd be like crawling out to the farm yeah you know it was very rarely that they didn't take they took time off they didn't take time off um so it's just um that that just back to the work ethic the drive that you get you know it's from those guys you know and his great his father which even cooler backstory my great grandfather was a moonshiner during the prohibition oh i did not know that which grandfather jaju old jaju that oh. used to live like four <laughs> houses up the street from us well, I, yeah, you didn't know that. No, no, I did not. Like, yeah, that so, makes that make sense. So he was actually the um, the town milkman, and would deliver milk on a horse drawn carriage or cart, okay. and in with the milk he would have moonshine, um, and that would yeah you'd buy your moonshine, and he had enough money he ended up buying a. I can't remember what it was, but it was my grandfather used to call it was this giant touring car. So this big four door, yeah. you know, 1920, late 20s, early 30s touring car. And he would pick guys up on a Friday afternoon after everybody would get out of work, drive them over to Springfield, drop them off in Springfield. And they would spend the weekend gambling and doing other questionable things in Springfield and he would go back on Sunday and pick them up and then drive them home. That's absolutely ridiculous. But he would do that for that was like a side hustle. <laughs> on top of on top of like after he made enough money and was able to buy, you know, bought more farm farmland and um you know, was able to pay pay cash for a car, you know. So he was first first generation from Poland. Mm-hmm. Um I knew that. You know, all the kids, the seven siblings were all born here between the Cape and Webster, and then um, the family immigrated to East Hampton. Yeah, we've been here since. And this was an apple orchard, actually, originally. this was Oh, interesting. Was, yeah, back, uh, I would say, uh, late 1800s, um, apple orchard. And then the original farmhouse um, was here, and then I think in 29, or I think it was 29 or 39, that the, this house, the farmhouse got built. Yeah. Um. I knew that. I knew this wasn't the original one. But. Yeah, but yeah, just quick backstory on your work ethic and yes. drive yes. and determination comes from Polish pig farmers from East Hampton. <laughs> yeah, hell of a hell of a way to make a living. Yeah, just pretty vile way in some aspects, well, but y- that's just the nature of farming. Well, farming's yeah. I mean, you're killing killing off pests to to make an area, you know, uh, farm, you know, where you can actually use it for farming, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're growing, growing vegetables to, you know, corn, because they would grow a lot of corn because they would make silage to feed the, um, yeah, the to pigs. feed the, the cows. Oh, the cows. I think the pigs may have gotten silage, but they would get more, gar- they would, they were also the town garbage men. 
Yeah. Back, you know, back before you had all these garbage companies that come around, it was the Gall Brothers Pig Farm. Yeah. You'd have garbage bins at your house. They were like these concrete, and I actually have one out in the barn. Um, But yeah, there were these concrete bins with like a metal insert, and all your table scraps would go into there. And then once a week or twice a week, they would come pick them up, pick up your garbage, your table scraps, put them in their in the garbage truck. Then it would go back to the farm, and they had this giant um, steam boiler, this wood fire. It was huge. It was like eight feet, nine feet long. And it oh. would just take slab wood, and they would steam the garbage, kill all the bacteria in there, and then feed the the hot, sloppy mess to the pigs. That's gross. Absolutely disgusting. Very, very distinct smell in the air when they were cooking garbage. Yeah, I think my grandma... Your mom used to talk about it, and specifically, like, with hot lettuce. Oh, it's fucking it's disgusting. disgusting, yeah. Yeah, just, oh, man. Good times. Ugh. Um, so, let's talk about a couple of, uh, like, uh, positive life experiences that you've had. Great question. Well, <laughs> well, you played, you had softball in your yeah, life for yeah, a long yeah. time. You enjoyed that? Yeah, no, I, I did play softball for a long time. And it was pretty good up until the end. The end kind of sucked. But Knees. 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 Arms. Catchers. Elbows. Catcher shit. I know. Yeah, so, you know. I was uh, a fat kid catcher, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, catch, catching was awesome. Loved softball. Played for over 10 years. And then would have loved to continue but just wasn't in the works my surgeon was like yeah, yeah you're you're not actually going to play again um too late for me to learn a new position too yeah um i mean probably one of the most influential things i've done so far aside from like softball which was just really big for my whole life was going to dc last year yeah that was pretty awesome like, I, I enjoyed going down there too to see you that was a fun time dc's food. such a cool oh the food about good food food foods absolutely i think about some of the food i had in dc quite yeah, frequently. ridiculous and, oh, and like it's insane. like you're not going anywhere else in the country to get what you were getting there like it's, they're it's so it's so unique um it, it's because there's so many different types of people in dc that it's like Right across the street from my apartment um, building where I was living was a Michelin star Indian restaurant that looked like it was in like an abandoned building, Those and it are was the best. like it was like tarps Those that, are the best. for like screens that people would go and eat because it wasn't a sit down restaurant, and they had like picnic tables set up, and we would go in, and it was so good. The food was absolutely awesome. I can't remember what it's called, but it was yeah. really good. And then that's that's how we roll though when we find places. I, I know. I mean, like, when we go down to South Carolina. The barbecue place next the to the barbecue gas station. Place inside the back of the gas station. That's it's so like, good. oh, this place looks cool. Let's check it out. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, D.C. was cool. When you were recently out in New Mexico. I did go out to New Mexico to present some research. Uh, you want to talk about that? Yeah, I'll talk about it lightly because it's very, it's kind of complicated. and There's, like, a lot to it, but. So just give us, uh, give us a quick. 20 seconds like i'll give you my elevator pitch for it as i like to call it so i conducted some research with one of my professors who's one of my largest like one of the biggest people that influenced my love for politics um and i did some work and my research was surrounding women in politics and the impact of 
high school leadership positions and how that influences um, ambition and drive to run for local office positions and generalized positions of power. Okay. So my whole thought process with it and my theory that I created was if young women and girls are involved in different leadership clubs starting in ninth grade, 10th grade, and they continue any of those organizations, they don't even have to be politically related, but if they're like the heads of a club, if they're just involved and they're, they're a leader in their community, that, that, that they will have a higher rate of being involved in local politics. Okay. And they will have greater ambitions to essentially be a leader within any type of community. Okay. Um, so my research my research did prove well it doesn't really get you a know, social science doesn't really prove anything, but from what people said, women that were more involved in high school and college or I should start off by saying women are more involved in high in high school and college level lever level leadership experiences, but that still is not translating to equity within state, local, and federal government positions. Okay. Like, Congress is not um, equal in terms of gender distribution. There's still a huge gap. There's a huge gender gap within any type of system. Oh, there there always has been. I, I, have, yep. I think there's probably always going to there, be. Yep, so... Just because... There's so many chauvinists out there that can't handle, that can't handle, like, I don't, you know me, I don't give a shit what your sex, color, sexual orientation is, whatever. Don't care. Awesome. Happy for you. You just, just be the best person you can be and do the best you can, you know, and and that's all... To me, when somebody needs to, you, not to prove themselves, but they to show you their good side and their what they can bring to the table, like, you know, it, it may be something as, like, being able to make you laugh. Yeah. You know, but, you know, everybody needs to just be treated equally. Yes. Like, yeah. And, yeah, I totally, It, but it's it's funny, you know, being in construction... And seeing and having female friends in in construction, um, you know, plumbing, pipe fitting, welding, um, it's becoming more of a thing now. It is, um, yeah. Which is awesome because, like, there's some badass girls out there that are doing some badass things that boys can do, and I think it ruffles guys' feathers when, and and I'm not saying that girls. Are are capable? Girl, you're capable of doing anything you want. It yeah. doesn't matter. But there's certain things that men just excel at because of their physical attributes. To, to you know what they're bringing to the table. That's just it's just how it is. You know genetics, I guess. Um, but no, seeing seeing women, you know, like I said, in construction and in and in the trades and stuff. It's uh, it's it's you know I've made some great friends and. And I don't think of them any different than I do working with a guy. Yeah. You know, I just never once am I like, oh, I can't work with this person. It's a girl. I don't know if that's going to. It's like, okay. Yeah, that's like, yeah, okay. That's kind of the beauty of where we also grew up, too, just being in Massachusetts in general. Yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty, la- it's a pretty, it's pretty. A- 
liberal. It's, yeah. it's super progressive. So, and even if you aren't necessarily like a progressive individual, libertarian, like, like yeah, like even if you don't necessarily identify with a progressive party, there are still such progressive ideals that people that are even conservatives within Massachusetts don't think twice about. That compared to like Mississippi, for instance, would be like socialism like so which is very interesting but yeah my research is basically just to try to get more women involved to eventually change that narrative of uh, kind of closing the gender gap within politics but a lot of it has to do with women thinking that they can't do it even right. if they're overly qualified for something well if anybody has any doubts you can just look at hillary clinton yeah yeah she's she's done it how many people on that kill list? Okay. That's another that's another topic <laughs> for another time though. The Clinton kill list. Anyways. I actually don't even know what that is. So oh, it's a fucking rabbit hole. You yeah. go you go on the internet, you find some awesome stuff and that is just a rabbit hole. Yeah, I'm not uh, do very that interesting. Now. Just like Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. The candle from South Carolina. Oh god, that was fucking beautiful. You know, it well you bring that up, but that's just Another ability that we've given you guys is you can pretty much go and talk to anybody, any place, anywhere, and strike up a conversation. Like that's just how yeah, we. Yeah. That's how we are. That's yeah, how we roll. Specifically, he's probably talking about <clears throat> Liam. I mean, TJ is also very. Yeah, no, I mean, for I think for the most part, uh, I think you know. Everybody in in our family, like my my grandfather, my my father's father, loved to talk, but he also loved to bullshit people, and that was like his charm oh, was yeah. watching him come up with some fucking story, and just it's complete bullshit, and he's got people laughing, and then they're walking away, and it's like, oh, that story you just told him was all shit, yeah. But yeah, see, see how happy he was. He was laughing, and it's like, oh my god. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, you just made their day. So, and I think we're kind of all like that in an aspect. Like we all like to make people laugh and be happy. And, oh, one hundred percent. Because it's it's contagious and it's infectious. When you get people laughing and you feel good, it's a boost in in your serotonin. And you know, smiling and laughing is all. It, it's positive it yeah. is good stuff i love laughing you know that yeah i love watching comedies and oh yeah just making stupid fucking jokes and pissing your mom off oh yeah talking about stupid shit and yeah you, you just, know you just got me hooked up well i'm done with it now but vice principals fucking great danny mcbride oh my god and walton goggins those two fucking oh. guys you can put <clears throat> you know and i love like eastbound and down you know uh but vice principles is like fucking next What's level the other one? genius. Righteous gemstones. Right, the righteous gemstones. Oh god, that one. I didn't. I haven't finished. Complete it yet. Oh. shit show of. Sh- I. I. That's right up there with vice principles. But vice principles. Is but like... fucking vice principles. It's like just there's these one liners and there's um just the way they they they're just they're such fucking scumbags in that show and. At the end, you know, you're rooting for them through it, but you're like, oh my god, these guys are so... They're assholes. They're assholes. They're unhinged. And they're doing whatever it takes to, to, you know... Mushu. 
yeah. Misha, oh, Misha, Misha. Misha his, his mother-in-law. Uh, yeah, just crazy oh, shit. But yeah, good stuff. I love that. Oh, so funny. Um, all right. So, I, yeah, I guess I don't know where I was really going next, but um, I guess let's talk about uh, let's talk about music. Okay. Not my forte, but... Well, it's not your forte, but you... Well, you're not... You're not very musically inclined. Oh, I'm not... I'm... I, we found that out with the drumming. I, I'm not very inclined with, um... Music. Music. Not really good at it. Can't really pat my head around wherever that thing is. No, but you enjoy music. I do. I, I really... I. So, funny thing about me. I am almost never listening to music. I'm almost always listening to podcasts. So, part of the reason my father wanted me on this show so much is because I just finished my podcast. I did a true crime podcast with my best friend Jaden back at MCLA. True crime. And that just, that just wrapped up. What was the name of the podcast? It was called, um, oh, this is really bad that I can't remember what it was called. Case Closed. That's right. I, Case Closed. I, I just totally blinked. Tuesday nights, MCLA, Case Closed. Case Closed with Casey and Jaden. Yeah, so that was awesome. Uh, but I'm a really big fan of, um, like, 90s, like, metal. Like, yeah. not heavy metal, but, like, uh, we grew up listening to, like... Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Queen. Alice in Chains. Nirvana. Foo Fighters. Led Zeppelin. Like, very... Shinedown. Shinedown, you do Sn- like Shinedown. Slipknot. Oh, fucking we won't Slipknot. even talk about him right now because that's that. He, Slipknot. You could do a whole fucking podcast series on Slipknot if you wanted to. I know. You know what's crazy too with that band and I, I like that that band. So nineteen ninety nine. I'm just gonna touch down on Slipknot real quick here. The dog looks like he's gonna fall off the couch. Yeah, the dogs. Dogs in here chilling with us while we're doing this. Rotate Our beautiful golden retriever. Very Maybe. majestic creature. Not very smart, but we love her. We love her so much. She's, a, she's a little bit stupid. She, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's kind of weird. We love her so much. But yeah, it's Slipknot. I found them in 1999, and I was fortunate enough to see them at OzFest in <sighs> Hartford. And that was that was like a... You know, it's funny. There's like certain bands that you've, you've seen. You know, I've seen... I've been to probably over 300 maybe 400 shows throughout my life. You know, as a kid, I was always in Northampton going to Pearl street, um, up in Hadley. There was a place called, I think it was Katina's. They always had fucking metal bands playing. Um, but Northampton, like, uh, Pearl street would be like tree mm-hmm. tree Saturday night, fucking trees playing. Oh yeah. I'm going like, I've seen them 50, maybe 60 times, I don't know, so many times. Um, but you just have, you can, where you can, you connect with, you know, what, whatever, whatever their message that they're trying to convey, you, you know, you may not be listening to everything they're saying, but, you know, you're connecting with it just because it was just, it, it was fucking crazy when yeah. I saw that. In 1999, it's like, oh, these nine fucking assholes up on stage with masks on. And then it's like, you know, the internet really wasn't a thing. You know, we had a computer, but wasn't like we weren't. You go on there and you yeah. go on car groups and, yeah. you know, different different types of stuff. But, you know, not not for music. Um, 
you know, music it was still kind of underground, you know, in 99. Yeah, you burned CDs. Yeah, you, well, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, I had like a CD player with a tape cassette that you'd put into the, into the cassette player That's... in the truck and the fucking CD player would sit on your seat and it would freaking sit there and bounce. And then they made these like different cases that were like supposed to be like rattle proof. Yeah. And it was like, then you had your CD booklet and, and that's the fucking CD booklet. When you hopped into somebody's car, it's like, Oh, you, what, do, what do we got for CDs? Like, Oh, grab the book out of the back. Well, grandma had one in her car. Yeah. Growing it, up. Like the case, yeah. the, the case you got like 500 fucking CDs in there. Yep. And I was super anal when I had them because it was like alphabetical. Yep. You know, always usually started with like Alice in Chains. I'd have Anthrax in there. Uh, you know, all my A's, my B's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, C's. Don't, don't go just fight to like, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just go through. Everything's chronological. And when you take it out and the, and you're done with that CD, it, it right, needs to go right, right back, back. <laughs> right back into there. Like don't don't fucking put the fucking corrosion and conformity. In with uh, typo negative, okay? Yeah, freak out. Yeah, just it's just you're throwing off my feng shui here. Um, so yeah, so music, big part of my life. It always has. Oh yeah, been. and I mean, as a kid, like that was something that we always were listening to music. Back in the good old suburban, we had like seven CDs we would rotate. It yeah, was rotating stack of CDs in the suburban all the time, and it was so music for my siblings and I. We all listened to very much like those nineties, two thousand. Some we throw in good the eighties too, like just good music. Like we weren't listening to like we did have kids bop, but like we weren't listening to like a lot of crap stuff. Like we always had very classic music going. Yeah, classic and or like Elvis. Yes. Like, you guys loved Elvis. Love Elvis. My grandmother loved Elvis. Still got some S- uh, vinyl. Still got, so, we got Nickelback? You hate... Yeah, yeah, Nickelback just... It hurts me sometimes listening but to them. But we were very... But they grow... Yeah. Nickelback's growing on me. Really? I, I, yeah, well, you know... I'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm just trying to be... I'm trying to be... Not hate on any genres or bands. Yeah, we definitely... It's... Yeah, we listen to a lot of music. And I love music. I really do. Am I good at music? Absolutely not. Do I understand the feng shui of music? Hell no. But do I enjoy listening? Good music. Yeah, but do, do I enjoy listening to some music sometimes? Oh, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. But much... If you're feeling down, put on a little Johnny Cash. Yeah, I don't really listen to Johnny Cash, but give me some Harry Styles. He's right on there. Dang. Well, we used to, you used to listen to Johnny Cash. Oh, I still like Johnny Cash, but I'm not going to open... My my boyfriend, Talon, he'll listen to Johnny Cash. Yeah. Well, he, he Johnny Cash to is... weird music. Johnny Cash isn't weird. Jo- I was going to say, Johnny Cash isn't weird. Johnny Cash is good for the soul. Mm-hmm. He, there's a lot of stuff. A lot of his... Uh, you know, I'll go back and listen to a lot of his older stuff, you know, when he first came out. You know. Yeah. Yeah, there's, but but it's like you start listening, and then he gets, and then he, you know, throughout his years, um, you know, he got more politically. The, I'm, what's the song about the flag? Um. Oh, what the hell's the? Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but is it this old flag? It's something like that. I don't know, but that that like you put that on and you listen to that, and you're oh, like, holy shit! Oh like, yeah. Like, this is, like, okay, he's speaking from the heart. You know, um, there's just certain, the way he he sang and, and told, 
he was a storyteller. Yeah, he... And I think that's what I love about him. You know, guys like him, Willie, um, just, they were storytellers. Chris Christopherson, like, wrote so many songs for people. You know, Johnny Cash took one of his songs and, like, you know, made it huge. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite songs. Um, Chris Christopherson wrote and Johnny Cash sang it and... Chris sang it before, but it was like, he's like, hey, I'm going to fucking sing this song. And they oh, actually yeah. warned him because he talked, talked, you know, it talked about, um, you know, drug use. It was kind of about drug use and drinking and like, and, you know, and I think it, it just, it, there's certain things that connect with people and, and I don't know, music for me, I've always connected with it. Like, doesn't matter who, like, I can be listening to the craziest, heaviest shit one minute, you know, um, like the new Unearth album, those guys, I know it's not your, your thing, but the new Unearth is unfucking sure. real, yeah, 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 yeah. but listening to that and then like, okay, I'm going to put on Led Zeppelin in through the outdoor. Then I'm gonna put on Mumford and Sons. Or Mumford and Sons. <laughs> I or, love Mumford and Sons. Or just or you know, Fleetwood Mac or yeah. you know, just uh Queen. Put some Queen on. Oh, so good. I always always find if I'm ever feeling down, like I put some Queen on and it's like, man, everything just Everything just goes a lot smoother. Like I feel that way with like Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Like I can totally jam to like Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac. Like if I'm feeling stressed, like there's just certain songs that I'll put on, and it just like immediately like you're you just kind of it well, mellow out, t- and it takes you to another place. Maybe takes you back. I mean, for me, like when I'm like a lot of older songs or stuff, you know, that I enjoy listening to over and over again, it takes you back to a certain point in your time, in time, in yeah. your life maybe a certain experience you had and that song was maybe playing at the time or oh you know, for sure yeah you know that's that's why i love music because it just uh that just when you're feeling down and shitty it's like you can turn to music mm-hmm. even if you don't listen to it all the time but you can turn to it and be like oh shit yeah, oh it's like a total comfort thing oh it is yeah. absolutely that's why i always like having it on in the house and you know you know with the records and the vinyl yep. now you know, I kind of got in, back into that with your mom and I, and I love that. I love the shitty sound. Not shitty, but just it's that old school. I, I love it, too. It, ta- it But that, take that again, you know, that reminds me of my grandmother with the big record player. Oh, the one downstairs? The one downstairs. Well, not the, not the old, not the stack one that she had when you guys were young, but there used to be like this, it was like a bench. And in the bench was the record player the record it was a record player That's and awesome. it would open up and you'd have your record player there and then on the side the other side would open it's all wood and the speakers were up in the front and in the side you'd have all your records in there and you look through them and you put them on and and you listen to your records um that was back when you bought you know it's funny because um you know like a record like that used to be like that was part of your like your living room furniture yeah you it know was. It, it's like that was part of your like oh yeah here's the, the record player you you know now it's like you got we don't even have a record well if you don't own records or yeah, don't we buy do, records but, it's but not annoying. now it's wi-fi bluetooth fucking speakers yep. and bluetooth radios and that's great 
like I like it like when I'm out in the garage yeah, it's farting a around or whatever. Though. But it's like it's just so not it's almost I don't know. Like cheating? Not cheating, it's just not like I don't know, you put a stereo on with speakers and a record and it's just like I don't, it's just a it's different. It's a whole mood. It's a, it is, and it's a whole different experience. And it's just, I don't know. For me, and there's people that, oh my god, I hate fucking records. How can you listen to a record? Like, no, well, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, just kind of just going off here. On, yeah, no. On that. Um, so we kind of touched down on music. Um, what about art? Is there anything art? No. You know, I know you're not an art, artsy person. No, I, I actually really don't like art. And it's very hard because, you know, MCLA is in North Adams. North Adams is where Mass Mocha is, mm-hmm. which is the largest museum of contemporary art in the country. Yep. Um, and I, I, I just, I, I get so bored with it. And even like classical art, I, I really can't follow it. And I think it's because I'm such a busy person. Like, I can be super lazy, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But, like, to walk around an art museum, like, I'll do it. But it's not my thing. It's not your thing. Nope. And, I, you know, I think, like, like I like all things like that. And I like that kind of stuff. But I can definitely see where you're, what you're yeah. saying. Like, I, like, the art that I enjoy is definitely not mainstream art. Like, you know... And again, it all comes back to musical music because a lot of the musicians I listen to, you know, dabble in art or they're, you know, like the like the drummer from this band, Gojira, um, does a lot of paintings, a lot of drawings and stuff. And it just is it's just it's fucking awesome. And I love it. And then, you know, again, it's it's not mainstream, you know, art. It's not going to be, you know. It's just I like that because it's different. Yeah, it's I like that different. Yeah, yeah, and I like it. And it's a lot. It's dark and it's you know, kind of fucking scary looking and off looking. And I, I like that. Yeah. I, well, that's just that's like a lot of stuff that Mass Mocha though. I mean, Mass yeah. Mocha. It's it, they used they have some when they have like visiting artists come in. They have whole exhibits set up. Yeah. And one of the exhibits it's gone now, but you would walk through and it was you were walking through a fence. And it was a representation of, like, the border of Mexico and the United States. And it would be, like, you literally walk through dirt. There was, like, a bed of needles somewhere. And then it was, like, a family lined up on the wall. And it was two orange jumpsuits and two baby jumpsuits for kids. Okay. That was, like, representing, like, a detention center. And it was just super interesting to look at. And then there would be, like, corn. Like, this pebbles of corn like built up to like represent like the different types of agriculture like within mm-hmm. Mexico. just super cool stuff and some it's very unique and that one's obviously political or provoking yep but there's other stuff where it's just like these two figures it's like the symbol of like love and it's two figures and it's like a ball of yarn but yep. it's meant to like represent how entangled people can become when it comes to love so that stuff is super cool and there's some really cool meaning to it I enjoy that type of stuff but like I, I like photos Yeah, I like photography I got a camera for Christmas two years ago and I don't use it as much as I should but I like to take photos I like to be out in nature um, yeah you're always out hiking or doing something yeah you or... know I really I, 
I say I like it more than I really do, but I think it's because I don't have enough free time to do it. But I'm always, like, I'm not a big outdoors person just because I get super bad allergies. Yeah, yeah and you get that just, from me. Yeah, it's just one of those things. But like, Eat local honey. I do, Eat yeah. Eat local honey. But, like, I really like being, I like, I love going outside for walks. Just being outside, listening to a podcast, like, that's what I do. I love going on the different, um, like, walking bike path trails where I am, yep. like, through Cheshire and Adams. I know, that's the nice thing about the Berkshires. It's so it's, nice. It is. And it's, you know, and I love this area here, but it's like, we're, like, at the foothills of that. Oh, and then yeah. you get up into the, you know, you know Savoy Savoy State Forest, that area. It's... Um, it's it's just so different. A lot of Bigfoot activity up there, too. There's there's a lot of stuff. with. There's, like, a lot of stuff. There's supernatural shit happening up at Savoy State Forest I mean, and that surrounding you, areas. Did you watch the documentary? It was, um, I can't remember what it's called. It's on Netflix. It's, like, Unexplained Mysteries or Cold Case something. I don't remember. But they did an episode in the 60s or 70s when there was the UFO sighting in Great Barrington and Lennox and Savoy and like it talks about like the people's like experiences oh, yeah. as kids being abducted and like that's all it's all conspiracy stuff but there's a lot of freaky there's stuff there's a I believe it's in Great Barrington or out that way I believe there's an actual monument for um for an abduction an alien abduction that, that's what I'm talking about yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's um either Great Barrington Sheffield um, the South County. So Berkshire's it's it's all one county, but it's totally different. Yeah, we were like, talking about that today. Oh yeah, we were talking about that today. Like I I I prefer like Cheshire area, Savoy, North County. That northern yeah, because it just it's like there's less people. I feel up there. It's a little bit more rustic. It's not hoity toity. It's, no, it's not. It's not as like. Snobby. Snobby, standard, like, cookie cutter. I mean, I I absolutely love almost every section of the Berkshires. Again, I'm living in Pittsfield, and there's controversy around Pittsfield all the time. I really like it. I think that there's a lot of really cool stuff in Pittsfield. I also am going to be live, breathe, die North Adams till the day I die. That city has, small city of Massachusetts, gave me so much. And I I love that community, and I love the locals there. And I mean, I watched heroin deals on the street at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> like, it just absolutely crazy shit. But then it's like, once you are actually respectful of the locals, I would go for walks down Church Street going up a hill. There's this house on the left that's blue. And the guy, every time I would walk by, would say, oh, enjoying the night. Like, it's going to be a sunset soon. Would just make some really, like, nice conversation yep. with me all the time. And it was just, I always felt safe in North Adams. I felt safe walking around the streets and... North Adams is supposed to be one of like the most dangerous cities in Massachusetts. Really? Yep. And I I don't feel that way at all. I I genuinely trust the people of North Adams. Do I trust the people of Pittsfield? That's a conversation for another time because I, I I don't. Schittsfield. Sorry. No, it's to okay. To the people of Schittsfield. But I and I love Williamstown where my boyfriend he's going to be graduating from. But that's all very hoity toity. But Talon. Teflon. Teflon. Love that kid. Love that kid. Teflon. Love that kid. Love Come that on kid. over here. Grab some food. Teflon. Um, he likes to eat, too. He does. He's a good kid. He's a good uh, kid. <laughs> he'll be here soon, actually. He was just texting me, which is why I was peering down at my cellular device. Um, but, again, I, I love North County. I love Central County. I love South County. Western Mass in general. 
we're, live, breathe, it's, die. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Like, it's like, like, yeah, you got fucking Boston. You know, all the fucking Boston fucking guys. Worcester. Worcester. And, you know, it's got its own appeal and it, it, to it out there, but there's something to be said about Western Mass, like the hill towns, the farm, like the farm communities. I, I think that's why I like just, it so much. And it's like, I'll see shit all the time online. And it's like best spots to go for breakfast in Massachusetts. And it's all within 15 square, square foot miles of like Boston. And I'm like, you, you've never been to Steve Sugar Shack in West Hampton, have you? Yeah. No, no, you haven't. No. Like such random stuff. And I think that's why I love Western Mass so much is that, we have the convenience of going to some of these major cities. Like to, oh, well, close. To, to it, go down to, it takes, what, 40 minutes to get to um, the airport in Hartford. Yeah, I know. It, that's super nice because, yeah, and that's, I like going to concerts. Hartford needs to get better concerts this summer. I know. I And next year, you're, so, you're fucking us over here. And it's less Everything's than... going out to, out to frickin' Foxborough, Mansfield. Yeah. It's like, fuck them. Give us, give us some yeah. Western Mass shit. And if you need to go out to Boston for something, you can. It's not a bad ride yeah, at all. No, about two hours. It depends on traffic. It, but yeah, it's it. I know the boys like during uh, during the greatest greatest uh, shit show of our our time, COVID, when they were going out there scootering, and nobody was in the fucking skate parks, and they were just living their fucking dream best lives out there. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's when they got COVID. Huh? We've, was, they've they've had COVID so many fucking times, and so haven't I. I can't keep track of it. Yeah, that's like it was. It was like after it was pretty. He- this was like late 2020, so like much further down the line when you could actually do shit. But yeah, no COVID. I'm not. We don't even have to touch COVID in this one. Like to blow that out my ass. Because our whole family. Exp- oh, see, here's the thing though. March through june of 2020 was probably some of the best times of my entire life yeah because everybody was here everyone was here everybody was hanging out we were all cooking eating outside outside like, hanging wake, out we would wake up early in the morning like not even intentionally we'd be outside all day we would be we would be just doing such random stuff and it was like every day we were just doing different projects and at 11 o'clock we would come inside watch the news we it, it was just such a nice time and, like, I'll talk about this with my two younger cousins all the time because there were so many of us here. Yeah. We loved it. Like, we just hung out with each other all the time. And, like, Jackie and I, who you should have on this podcast, she's fucking insane. Love that girl. She, yeah, she's um, she's the uh, Viking warrior. She's uh, she's my ride-or-die concert partner. She is. She's, good. she's a good one to go to shows with. Always, she has your back all the time at a, she at a does. show. And we were Jack- drove drove uh, just a little side yeah. note. Drove seventeen hours with her to Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa, two thousand nineteen, Iowa State Fair. Yeah, you and did. my youngest in the back seat. He was not able to drive, but Jackie. Yeah, uh, yeah I woke up at one point. She was sitting Indian style on the f- <laughs> seat, and uh, we were doing ninety eight miles an hour. We were, I think, just outside of Indiana. I was like, holy fuck. I'm like, she's like, oh, yeah, we've been cruising right along. I'm like, yeah, I see that. We're almost touching 100 in the old Sonata. Oh, that's such a great car. That was a nice car. It was, it was, it was awesome on fuel. It didn't, we never had any issues with it. And uh, it got two, two drivers through, through high school. Yep. Good, good stuff. 
but she um we we were fighting before covid just like the general i was a freshman in college she was a senior my old senior year she was an absolute asshole to me as per usual was just it was our age in covid like we would just go for drives and because we would do the grocery shopping for everyone we would go get coffees for people with we were doing that stuff weekly like that was our escape and we just became so close and like the boys kind of grew up during that time and that's like right after grandma and grandpa were retired so it was like this whole stretch of time where it was like everyone was just like changing yeah it was it was was a cool time it, it was super interesting and obviously i would love to say wouldn't like to repeat it but i i loved being home i also it was cool I, being home. I, I love being home i yeah. really do i love being with my family i i've been living alone for a week and i fucking hate it <laughs> i just hate being by six i was my whole family's been laughing at me by six thirty every night this week i was on my couch showered in my pajamas eating dinner by myself yeah. it sucks yep. living the good life and i'd be asleep it was awesome but it also sucked but, you know, I, I love, I'm very much, like, I love being alone, but I love being with my family. I really do. And I think it's just the environment that we have and, like, that yeah, you guys just, have given us. Just but. how just how we, we roll. Yeah. That, it you know, having having four and four years mm-hmm. right around there, four kids. Sheesh. Yeah. It was funny because, yeah, I know there were a lot of people that were saying, you know, I was young. I was 19 when I met your mom. She was, what, 24? Four, yeah, 24. And then we found out you're, we were having you. Like I was 20. 20. Like, fuck. Fuck. Okay, I'm going to be a dad. Cool. I guess I need to grow up, which I never did. Nope. But Lacked that. <laughs> well, I think they're having a part of staying youthful and fun is critical to living a, a positive healthy life oh like, and be, i you know we had the best childhood yeah you guys had pretty and even now we awesome. i think the fact that you and mom are still so young you guys aren't even, like you guys are young like compared to my friends like when i was in eighth grade my friends were like oh yeah it's my parents 50th birthday i'm like oh that's cool i think my dad's 37 yeah my dad's not even 40 not yeah. 44 may 15th just had a birthday Woo. damn so it's it's like, and I'm twenty. I'm turning twenty three this year. Yeah, I know. So it's like it just it's awesome. Yeah, it, we're, I'm happy. I'm happy we had you guys when we did. I can't believe we had four kids, but it was all it was all worth it. And the vacations and all the oh, it was the awesome. Cool, the cool shit. Like we always went up to Rye Beach, New Hampshire. Yep. Summertime in August, and then April we'd hit Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach and it was a inexpensive trip to take four kids and mainly because of the buffets and awesome. all the all the good stuff but yeah it was uh, good times um so i i don't know if i want to do this i don't want to i don't want to talk politics with you i yeah i don't want to no just because like this this podcast has gone so well and not that it wouldn't go it, bad with politics. But I just don't. I just don't want to. I just. I just don't feel like talking about fucking politics right now. I don't either. Like I'm in a good mood, and it's like sometimes you start talking politics, and shit just goes south. And one thing I will say though, this is I'm not going to talk politics, but when you and I do talk politics, 
because we are at two complete different fucking sides of political view with certain things. Yeah. Like I've always been, um, what I call, um, you know, social, socially, um, socially liberal, liberal, fiscally conservative, which is the most horseshit thing ever. Well, go off. Yeah. But it's, you know, and now my views are more libertarian and there's a lot of stuff, you know, like I, not everything that the libertarians are in into is, is our mind points, but I just I find a lot more views like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, but you and I can always have, we always have the conversation, and you talk your side, I talk my side, and at the end of it, there's no like I never ever felt weird like oh shit I can't believe I just said that. Like, it's never been like that. With oh, us. yeah. And I, I like that. So, but we're not going to even do that. We're no, not we're even not going to do it today. We're not even fucking going to do it. You know, just. Um, I, yeah, I think, but that's also just because I've also spent the last four years of my life just all about policy and politics. Ooh, yep. sweet cheese. Look what we got. Did you see what she brought us? A dirty Probably. fucking sock from Liam's room. Yeah, she's, uh. We're talking about Melly here, um, our, it's our, our precious strange, dog. Strange dog. Strange dog. She brings us dirty socks as gifts. But, yeah, I, I don't want to talk politics, but I think it's because I have such a great lens of looking at people. and I, I understand why people believe certain things, and I think that's why people yep. always end up talking politics with me. Because I, I understand and I can... I can articulate why people believe certain things, but my political views and what I believe in is super interesting because I can really trick people into what I into what my beliefs are and I think that's thanks shout out to my professor professor petty because at the end of her year my freshman year she gives out a survey and she asks am I a democrat or republican and every single time it is split 50 50 because no one knows what she is and I can do that to people all the time well that's good because not that you want to trick people or no it's not even tricking but it's just i can say i can stay so unbiased yeah and that's that's huge yep. like not having a buy i mean more people need to be like that you know and that in the conversations have to happen and and there can't be it can't be one-sided i mean yeah. that's it it's got to be you know it, it's i know with politics and the two parties it's always like oh it's the same bird you know, two different wings, same bird. Yep. Yep, it is. And, yeah. you know, that. like I said, that's why, like, I, you know, I've always thought there needs to be a strong third-party option. And, uh, you know, I kind of always identified with the libertarian thing, you know, just... So on that note... Anyways... Do you, what else do you have for me? Because we've been on here for a while, and I'm getting pretty fucking hungry. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about, I'm like, man, we went to... We made a, quite the haul today at Costco. Uh, the the had holy to. land. Had to. Had to get some good stuff. Um, so let's leave with this. Um, so how, what, what, what is, what has been your driving force in staying motivated and having like a, a motivational mindset to keep going forward, especially in today's crazy fucking world society. What, what keeps you focused and, and motivated to move forward? What's your biggest? 
Yeah, you know, I don't necessarily know if it's one particular thing, but I, like, wake up every morning and I have, like, a very much, like, an agenda. In the job that I have right now, I have... Do you write that down? Um, no, I don't have, like, a journal, but, like, well, when I'm at work, I do, I write everything down, but I am just so heavily motivated to always do better and to be better. Like, the standards that I have for myself are, like, beyond what people should have. Like, for some people, it's, my goal today is to get out of bed. Yeah, that's, like, that, for some people, that is going to be their goal, and that's, if that's what they can do. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. For me, like in my head, I have like six hundred million things that I that I need to do every day in order to feel some type of satisfaction because I just put such high standards on myself. Mm-hmm. And it's super difficult. And I think that just part of the standards that I set for my life and what I want to do, it's like I just graduated with my bachelor's degree. And I double majored. And like whoop, whoop. that's not even like that was awesome. Loved it. That's not even going to be the end of my education. Yeah, and that's awesome. Because I I love learning. I love the idea of being super educated. And the whole idea of being educated versus actually being educated is like a whole different conversation. And it has nothing to do for me, like having a title or anything. But it just to continuously learn and you want to know you want your I want to know more. I want to know like everything. And if that involves me being in school for the rest of my life, I have absolutely no issue with doing that. Like, I know in the end I'll have some type of doctorate because when I'm passionate about something, I want to know every single detail, every single angle. I need, I want to know. I want to full, I fully absorb myself in things. You want to be well informed. And I, I do. I want to be so informed so that when I go into conversations or when I go into a job, I am doing the absolute best that I can do. I will, I will never half ass anything. Yeah. No, Cleaning I, the stove, I'll half ass clean the stove. Yeah. <laughs> will I clean up my dishes all the time? Absolutely not. But I, I genuinely. There's certain things that I will never put 50% into. It's, I do, I go balls to the walls of this about everything. Yep. And that's the fucking best way to do it because if you're doing anything else, you're actually cheating yourself. Yeah. And so I think like my biggest, like my biggest source of motivation is just the fact that I can always do better. Yeah. That's awesome. That every single thing in my, everything I do, even if it's down to like what I eat. I can I can always do better. So it, it is kind of a catch twenty though because you put a lot of pressure on yourself. I it, I mean yeah I, I had to be medicated for it. Yeah. Because <laughs> my doctor's like you're kind of fucking crazy and I'm like I'm, I'm not crazy but I'm I I'm not really crazy but I am but but I have such you have high expectations it, for yourself yep. and you want them you want to be at a certain place and you want yep. to do certain things and that's yep. just fucking how it is and that's not there's no problem with that and you know what. Most successful people are like that. Yeah. You know, your your uncles, your yep. great uncles, yep. you know, on mom's side of the family, my side of the family, grandfather, they were all fucking driven people. Yep. And it's just, that's just how they were. And it's a great, it's a great, it's a, it's great to be able to be like that because I couldn't imagine not being like that yeah. and not having, again, some type of a, I don't even know if it's a purpose, but I, you know, I always, there's I don't know. There's always if, some type of driving factor. Yeah, there's, there's, so, something. there's something there that, and that's awesome. And it's great. And, uh, 
I guess on that, uh, thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. Yep. This is the, the, this was the, the first one. This has been in the making for a while. We've been talking about it and trying to figure out how I wanted to do this. And I'm like, the first person's got to be my oldest, yeah. my oldest daughter, just because of, uh, you know, recent graduation in college and just all this cool so shit you've shit, done yeah. yeah the last four years have been a freaking whirlwind and uh i mean all all my kids are are all unique and awesome and do awesome shit in their own way mm-hmm. you know you're yeah, all you gotta bring them all on here yeah yeah maybe we'll just do one with everyone and <laughs> just a complete shit show the freaking youngs the young siblings yeah we're actually insane and it's so funny because when people like see us in public like we always get like the best compliments you do because you guys were raised because we're awesome yeah you guys are awesome good values we're also also assholes yeah well you get that from me yeah that's that's like uh it's just uh yeah whatever all right millie stop jingling yeah the dog but anyways um thank you thanks for having me you're welcome um this is, uh, I guess, the end of the first episode of Chewy's Road to Enlightenment. I want to thank Casey Young for coming on here, my oldest daughter. Um, and, you know, th- this was a, a, a talk that, uh, you know, every time I go to do this, this is kind of what I want to do. Yep. Um, and this is... Uh, I think you're going to be awesome at it. I think it's going to work out for you. Yeah, I hope so. And I Because I enjoy talking to people and, you know, I try to keep it interesting. You know, and every podcast is going to be different, you know, yep. because, you know, I like to smoke weed, too. So yeah. anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks, Dad. Thanks, but Dad. anyways, um, all right. Thanks. Uh, Thank we'll you, catch everyone. you on the next one. All right. Peace. Bye.